and um, what's going to be the purpose, we, the Bible says concerning what we call the prayer of agreement, okay, There's a, it's a kind of prayer. It's called the prayer of agreement, okay, where Jesus instructed that if two of us shall agree concerning anything that we shall ask the Father, he said, it will be done, okay? So it's a kind of prayer where someone stands in agreement with you concerning whatever it is you are believing God for or you want to be prayed, you want to pray about or you have even prayed about it, okay? It's, that's talking about a mutual faith together, standing together on the word of God regarding that matter. Okay? So, uh, you just need someone to assist you, you know, uh, just praying. Praying with you. Praise the Lord. So that's the prayer of agreement. And, and that becomes your point of, con the point of contact for your faith. Say, so, oh, yeah, oh, uh, 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 uh. Daddy Jacob stood in agreement with me and we asked the Lord concerning such and such based on his word, okay? And the, we prayed the prayer of faith together and then we believed God that that day that prayer was answered. Whatever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So using that principle, standing together to pray. So, so if you want uh, anyone, you want, to be, you want the prayer of agreement to be prayed with you, so immediately after the service, you just come forward. There are going to be about 10 of them here every time. Okay? They will uh, uh, minister to you. They will pray with you. So before you step out. Okay? And the time we have is very short, just 10 minutes, okay? So it, it is not prayer of uh, everlasting prayer, okay? 10 minutes, they are done. So that will move to the next service. So please avail yourself of that opportunity. That will always happen every Sunday, okay? So we want to use every avenue to minister to us, to bless us, for us all to stand together in faith, okay, for the promises of God. All the promises of God in Christ are what? Yes, and they are what? Amen to the glory of God. And you will have your testimony in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so this uh, morning and this month, uh, we will be looking at a series uh, I've titled His Mandate, Your Mission. Or rather, no, no, no. Sorry. His Mission, Your Mandate. His Mission, Your Mandate. His Mission, Your Mandate. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. We're so grateful for the opportunity to share your word to listen to your word, 
to be encouraged, to be blessed, to be enlightened. We receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding have been enlightened today. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, because our ignorance is destroyed in our hearts. Every stronghold standing as a hindrance against your word, it is pulled down in the name of Jesus. Your word flows forth unhindered by any demonic force whatsoever in Jesus' name. Blessed be your name, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew's Gospel. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And uh, Matthew chapter 4. We read from verse 18. It says, And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, that is two brothers, okay, saw two brothers, uh, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said, and he saith unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Amen. Jesus came to the earth with a clear mission. He came to the earth with a clear mission. In John chapter 3, verse 17, Jesus said about the Father, he said, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, okay, but that the world through him might be saved. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So why did he send the Son? He sent the Son that uh, through the Son, uh, the whole world might uh, be saved. Very clear. His mission was clear. What he came to do was very clear to him. Praise the Lord. In John chapter 4, verse 34, John 4, 34, Jesus said, my meat, that is my food, okay, is to do the will of him that sent me and to do what? And to finish it. So Jesus knew what he came to do, to do the will of him that sent me. What was the will? Of God that sent him, that water, that the world through him might be saved. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In John chapter 6, after he fed the 5,000, uh, uh, verse 14, the Bible tells us these guys, uh, he said, and those men, uh, you know, those men, uh, 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 where is it now? Those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, they said, this is of a truth, that prophet that uh, should come into the world, that prophet that was promised. Look at the next verse. And when Jesus, then those, okay, the, the, uh, 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 verse 15, 
when Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. Now, hey, here was somebody that fed them, 5,000 people, right, with five loaves and two fishes. Praise the Lord. Hey, they said, ah, this must be the, the, the prophet. I said, let us make him king over us. Amen. So that we can always be having free food. Hallelujah. <laughs> when we are hungry, just go to the king's palace. Amen. But the Bible says, what did Jesus do? He withdrew himself, went to the mountain himself alone. Why? Because that was not his purpose. He said in John chapter 18, verse 36 and 37, when Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? You know, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. Glory to God. My kingdom is not of this world. I have not come to be a king, an earthly king. To be, I have not come to be a political head. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from here. Glory to God. So Jesus clearly understood his, 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 his mission. He did not allow the, the, the suggestions of men, right, to deter him, to, 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 to distract him from what he, was, he had come to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's do some little Bible here. Titus chapter 1. God will only back what he, he requires to be done. Titus chapter 1, verse 2. It talks about the, 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 that God cannot lie. Look at it. It said, in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie promised before the world began. So when you say God cannot lie, it means that God will be true to whatever he says, isn't it? Right? He will not deviate from what he has said. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. He says, but God is what? Is faithful. So the faithfulness of God means he will stay with his mission. He will stay with whatever he says, irrespective of the temptation to change irrespective of human reasonings uh, that may be against it. Hallelujah. And what is the faithfulness of God? Uh, what is it that God cannot, he promised before the world began, but as in due times uh, manifested what? Uh, his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. So, what the Bible is saying here, he's saying that he has committed the word. There's something that God is faithful about. God is faithful towards his word, which he has committed to us to manifest that word through the, the word. God is faithful. He is committed to a message. Hallelujah. He is committed to what? He is committed to his message. Hallelujah. And uh, that, because that is what he's committed to, that is what he's going to back. Praise God. That is what he's going to back. 
That is what he's going to be at the back of. Glory to God. So when Jesus said uh, in Matthew's Gospel chapter 28, uh, he, he, said, when all, he said all authority in heaven and on earth uh, has been given unto me. We have got to qualify that authority. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, quickly, let's look at it. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 17, it says, uh, 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 he said, notwithstanding, this is Paul speaking, talking about his experience, uh, you know, during persecution. He said, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. The Lord stood with me. The Lord was faithful to stand with me and he strengthened me. Why? Why did he strengthen me? Did he strengthen me so that I can just go on, uh, you know, enjoying the things of this life? Uh, did he strengthen me, oh, so that, you know, I can live, you know, I can live longer? Did he strengthen me, oh, so that uh, I will not feel bad? Uh, did he, why did he strengthen me? Hallelujah. He said, he strengthened me. Let's read together. One to go. Why? That by me. So why did he strengthen him? The word preaching there means the message. Amen. So he said, how do I know? It's a message. First, Ephesians chapter 3. You look at it in verse, verse 2 quickly. Let's run there. Ephesians 3. Paul said that something had been committed to him. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2. Let's read verse 2. Glory to God. He said, he said, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given to me towards you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, verse 4, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. So, in other words, Paul is saying that something has been committed to me, right? The Lord has revealed it to me. Verse 5 says, which in other times, in, 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 in ages gone by, was not made known unto the sons of men. So, there was a message that was made known to him that he wants you and I to understand. And that was a message that Paul preached everywhere. And so, when uh, everybody left him, uh, when persecution arose, uh, the Bible says the Lord stood with him uh, and strengthened him uh, so that by him, uh, he would do what? Uh, that message, uh, right? Uh, he will be able to preach that message and that message will be fully known. Hallelujah. So, why are you asking the Lord to, to strengthen you? Why will the Lord say amen? Apart from the fact that you are his son, there is a mission upon the earth. There is something that the Lord is pursuing. So he will strengthen you so that you can fulfill that his mission upon the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Lord will always back his work. Amen. So what is this work? So let's go to Matthew chapter 28 then. What is this mission of the law? We have seen it from Paul. Paul says it is with the preaching of the gospel or the, the message that has been delivered to him. Folks, I, 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 I can't remember where I made that statement recently. I said to some folks, I said, I said the reason, the only reason why the Lord has left us upon the earth since after we got born again was this. The reason why you, did, you, you, 
you did not experience, um, what's his name? Who was that guy that was not? Enoch, right? The Bible says, Enoch walked with the Lord, right? And what happened? He said, the Lord took him. The Lord took him. The Lord took him. Praise the Lord. The reason why the Lord didn't take you. <laughs> the reason why the Lord does not want, he did not take me, is so that, you know, I can, at least I can enjoy all the things on this earth. There is nothing to enjoy compared to heaven. Praise the Lord. Paul said, all these things I count, what? But dung. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's look at it. Matthew chapter 28. He says in verse 18, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven, and where? And in earth. All power. The word power there is the word authority. Okay? Dunamis. All power that... Uh, 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 excuse me, rather. Authority has been given unto me. Glory to God. Amen. So, all authority has been given to him. And like I've shared with us before, it is not political power. Hello? I'm sure you know that. Is that clear? Yeah, it's not political power. So, what power is it? Now, how we'll know what authority it is uh, will be determined by what he says next. Next verse. Go you therefore. If you see the word therefore, it's the basis of this authority that I have. Go and what? Teach all nations. So the authority that Jesus has, praise God. Praise God. As the Father has life in himself, so has he given what? To the Son to have life in himself. John chapter 17. Put, put your hands in Matthew 28. Let's run to John chapter 17. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 17. Verse... Um, Two, from verse 1, this word spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify your son that your son may what? Glorify you. Verse 2, as thou hast given him power or authority over flesh. What is the authority over flesh? Come on. To do what? That he should give eternal life as to as many as thou hast given him. So the authority of Jesus is the authority to give eternal life. He's the only one that can give eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have what? Eternal or is the authority to give eternal life. So when he says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, the word teach, the word teach there is 
the Greek word that means make disciples of all nations. You see it in some other translations, right? What you, you won't see teach all nations, rather you will see make disciples of all nations. And in making disciples of all nations, so anyone who calls himself a disciple of Jesus is someone that has received eternal life that Jesus gives. Through the born again experience. So he says, all authority has been given to me. Go ye therefore and teach all nations or send the message. Give the message. What is the message? The message is about the mission that I came on earth to accomplish. He said, the father did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So that is the message that he has put on our lips. And uh, when uh, you are, uh, or, or rather, through that message, uh, he tells us that we should go and make disciples. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 that we read, right? Uh, Jesus, when he saw Simon and Andrew, he saw those two brothers, he said, follow me. <laughs> I was preaching so much. Immediately they left Everything left their boat, left their business, and they started following Jesus. It was as if Jesus gave them something that just made them to lose their brain. The Bible said about John and uh, James is that they, are, they were with their father, the sons of they were with their father in the boat, in the boat, going about their business, and Jesus walked up to them and said, "Hey guys, you and you." Follow me. And the Bible said they left everything. They left their, they left their net. They left their father. And they started following Jesus. <laughs> as, if, as if they just lost their brains. But look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Of course, you know that's a metaphor, right? So fishers of men. He's, he's saying you are not going to fish in the sea any longer. You are not going to become fishers of men. And what did he mean by them making, I mean, uh, 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 becoming fishers of men? We see that fully expressed in Matthew chapter 28. He said, I now have the authority on he in heaven and on earth. So making or rather, them becoming fishers of men will definitely mean that they are to make disciples of all men. So, being a fisher of men. Take note, he did not say, go and make converts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What was Jesus' mandate? Jesus' mission? Jesus did not come to make converts. Hallelujah. What did he come to make? Disciples. What did he come to make? He came to make disciples. And so he has given us, that is his mission, and he has therefore given us that mandate that upon the earth that we are here. Why? So that we can make disciples. And who is he referring to? He's referring to everyone that comes to him. Glory to God. 
So what is my primary work here? My primary assignment is the mandate that Jesus has given to me. The, the, the matching orders he has given to the church, which includes you and I, which is what? That not as a congregation, but as, in, as an individual, you have been given a mandate to make disciples. Hallelujah. Even if you want to make instant coffee, there has to be a process. As instant as coffee is, you will not take the coffee and just throw it inside your mouth. Will you know? Or do we have people who, who do it like that way? You know, those are weird people. Praise God. Now, you have to boil the water, get the water, boil the water, and take the tea from the container, coffee from the container, wherever it is, pour it in, stir it in, you know, and sweeten if you want to sweeten, or if you don't want to drink that, before you drink. Hallelujah. Amen. So, when he says to make disciples, then there has to be a process. He said, follow me. And I will make you. So which means that it's not going to be, this is not instant coffee. It means there is a process to making disciples. Hallelujah. So that you are born again does not mean, right, you are already living as a disciple. There is a process to it. So we need to find out then who is a disciple because you can't make what you don't know. Who is a disciple? Let's quickly look at that. Praise God. Praise God. Why? Because we've got to organize. I mean, if this is why we are here, then it means our lives must revolve around it. Our lives must revolve around it. Our lives must revolve around it. Amen. Brother Hagin talked about him now that had a vision or something, you know. Uh, oh, no, I think it was his brother that had a vision about his sister who, uh, uh, who went home to be with the Lord early, you know. And um, he said, the sister told him that here in heaven, nobody cares about the things that we care about on earth. Hallelujah. That rich man, Right? That fed sumptuously in, uh, what's the name? This guy's, uh, 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 there's a story of Lazarus, right? Lazarus, the beggar and the rich man. When he got to the other side, he did even his, his uh, earthly possessions that he left, he did even make reference to them. Amen. Because the things that are on the earth are earthy. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so we've got to set our priorities right. We've got to set our priorities. Why am I here? Glory to God. One says, well, no, the reason why I'm here, the, I know the purpose of God for my life. My the purpose of, of God for my life is for me to be a good lawyer. That's not the purpose of God for your life. You read law because you like to read law. 
Sister, no, is that not why you're there? Praise the Lord. Someone said, no, I, I saw a vision. An angel appeared to me and said, my daughter, my daughter, oh, I want you to be an HR specialist because that is your calling in life. <laughs> Praise God. You liked it. Or someone convinced you that it is good for you. Praise the Lord. I wanted to be an accountant. You know. That, my father wanted me to be a medical doctor. So he actually called my, what's his name? My, my spiritual father. Well, well, will I call him my spiritual father now? He, I was, he was my, my mentor. My, I, I, you, know, that, you know, that was spiritual, whoever he was. You know, that man in the Anglican church. You know, I was, uh, he was the one that took me through catechism uh -huh, when I wanted to do my water baptism. You know, he called me. He said, please talk to this boy. He said, I want him to be a medical doctor. And you know, do you know the reason why? Because he had diabetes. So he was looking for, you know, at least, you know, a caregiver. <laughs> Say, at least, you know, we have a doctor in the house. You know, what do you see? Very selfish reasons. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I ended up becoming none of them. Amen. That was my ambition. And there's nothing wrong about that. There's nothing wrong about being whatever you want to be. But, or else, uh, the unbeliever who is a better doctor than you are, that means that's his calling. He has calling. He's anointed to know. Praise God. What's our calling? What's our purpose? He said, go ye therefore and make. Come on, tell the person beside you, it's time to make. Disciples, sir. That is your calling. That is why you are here. We are the extension of Jesus' hands. We are the extension of Jesus' feet. We are the ones that he gave the mandate to. It's our matching orders. You know what Paul said? Oh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Quickly, let's run there. 1 Corinthians 9. Let's see. Uh, verse 16. Look at, look, at, look at how Paul took this thing. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 16. Praise God. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 9. Are you there? Aha, look at it. He said, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. I have this message to preach. For necessity. Somebody say necessity. Necessity, necessity is laid on me. Glory to God. This is what my life is about. So I organize my life around it. I want to join Rotary Club. The reason why I'm joining Rotary Club is not so that I can have, just so I can have, not just so I can have connection, so that I can do well in my business. Or no, no, no. The reason why must be this association in my community. It's not so that people will say, "Yeah, he's a good boy, he's a good man." No, this is the reason. My life must be organized around it. Hallelujah. Why? Because uh, I have an assignment. Uh, I have a mandate, uh, not just to preach the gospel, but the primary mandate is to make disciples. So who is a disciple? Praise God. John, Luke chapter 6, verse 14. Let's see what the, the New Living Translation. Anybody? Do we have the New Living Translation there? Luke chapter 6. Let's look at it. Luke 6, verse uh, 
40, 40, 40. Okay, here it is. Okay, he says, um, he says, students, okay, is the word, oh, it's here. Students are not greater than their teacher. The King James Version calls it a disciple is not greater than what? Master. Okay? Student. So the word disciple is what? Is the word student. Back to school with Cortina. <laughs> Students are not greater than their teacher. But the student who is what? Fully disciple is a student. The disciple is what? Is a student. So when the Bible says that you are a disciple of Jesus, uh, it means you are what? You are a student. Who is a student? A student is someone that studies after a teacher. So what are you studying? You are studying the message of the master. As a student, glory to God. You want to be a disciple indeed. Glory to God. Jesus said, you are my disciples indeed if you do the things that I command you. In other words, if you carry out my teachings or my doctrine. Hallelujah. If you live out my doctrine. So for you to live it out, for a student to know, the student has got to what? Has got to learn. So, in making disciples, what are we doing? We are, that's why Jesus Christ said that in, in, in Matthew chapter 28, in verse 19, how did he say we should make the disciples? He said, teaching them to observe. In other words, the student has to study. 1 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself someone that God said, mm-hmm, you are correct. Hallelujah. Study. So, if, if you are a Christian and you are not learning, Jesus said, he said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. So, the believer is ought to be learning of Jesus. So, a disciple is a learner. So, when you are making disciples, you are what? You are making people that will learn. You are teaching people to learn of Jesus. He said uh, that the Lord strengthened me and he stood with me so that by me, the preaching or the message will be fully known. Hallelujah. So it's not just, uh, uh, making disciples is not just walking to somebody, oh, get him born again, uh, I, I, I preach the gospel to him. After preaching the gospel to him, and the person now decides that he's going to, he's going to receive the Lord Jesus, uh, you pray the prayer of salvation with him, uh, and then after that, uh, you leave him. You say, Brother Abraham, this is the name, this is the phone number, FCT, follow up, and then you leave. no. All of our lives, hallelujah, is to be committed to making that person a what? A lifelong learner or student of Jesus Christ. 
So who is a disciple? Number one is what? He's a student. He's a what? Student. He's a student. He's a student. He's a student. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, give me verse 23. Verse 23. Praise God. Acts 11, verse 23. From verse 23, we read to verse 26. He said, who, when he came, he had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they should cleave unto the Lord. Next verse. For talking about Barnabas. Now, that scripture was talking about Barnabas. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added, added unto the Lord. And he departed, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. Next verse. But when he had found Saul, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole, that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. And did what? And did what? That is Paul and Barnabas. For a whole year they assembled the people in Antioch and they taught the people. They taught the people. Next statement. And the disciples were what? They were first. They were called Christians first in Antioch. So their name, right? The name of the believer was not Christian. The, 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 the Christian was, a, or rather the believer was first referred to as a disciple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are first disciples. In fact, it was unbelievers that called us Christians. You are what? A disciple. So therefore it means that we ought to live the life of discipleship. What is the, who is a disciple? A disciple is what? Is someone who is a follower or who is a student or a learner who is committed to learning of Jesus. Learn of me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, so if he commands us to make disciples, then it means that we, have to, we are the ones that we must first be disciples ourselves. So the, the Christian life or the life of discipleship, it is not a casual life. The life of discipleship is not, oh, if I feel like or I don't feel like. No, it's a life. The word disciple, is, it comes from the word discipline. Are you listening to me, somebody? It's, it, 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 it comes from the word discipline. In John chapter 6, when after Jesus Christ told them that, hey, guys, you know what? You did not come because, you didn't come to meet me because you wanted food. Oh, because you wanted to hear what I said. What I say. You didn't, want, you didn't come to me because you wanted to hear my teaching. You came to me so that uh, I can feed you. And so Jesus Christ said, told them, he said, don't look for the food that will perish. And so Jesus began to teach them. He began to teach them. After a while, the Bible said, they saw that, ah, cannibals, he wants to turn, turn us to cannibals. The Bible said, the saying was too hard for them. He said, from that time, he said, many of his disciples left him. And then he turned to the twelve. He said, hey guys, Matthew, Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, which other name again? Judas. Huh? Ah, why did you laugh when I mentioned Judas? 
<laughs> After all, there were two Judases there. <laughs> Iscarius and Judas, the son of Alphaeus. Praise God. So, are you guys to, what are you guys going to do? What's your decision? What are you going to do? Said, Peter answered on behalf of them. He said, hey, where else shall we go? You are the one that have the word of eternal life. And we believe you are the son of God that God sent to the world. Was it convenient for them? No. Discipleship is discipline. It's staying up to learn, to learn, to learn. So which means a disciple is not forced to come to church. A disciple is not cajoled to attend Bible study. Every opportunity he has to learn the word, he, sit, he sits with it. Because you cannot give what you don't have. You can't make what you are not. He said a disciple is not greater than his teacher. At best, he is, he is like his master. Oh, 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 Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. This is the reason why a lot of us cannot produce. Because we, are not, we have not committed ourselves enough into a lifelong learning of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 So this is our mandate. And we've got to sit down with it. Praise God. We've got to sit down with it. Let's rise to our feet. We are going to pray. Hallelujah. We are going to pray. Turn your Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter, chapter 1. And we are going to pray from that scripture. That's why you, we don't make our life talk, our, our evangelistic life touch and go. Amen. Praise God. Jesus was with his disciples. In other words, he, he, he built a relationship with them. And for you to be a disciple of Jesus, you've got to build a relationship with him. What is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ like? Is it better now than it was last year? Am I a disciple of Jesus? I've been called to make disciples. But I've got to live up. Chapter 1, verse 11. A few minutes more. We are going to pray that prayer. Have you opened your Bible to it? Please give, put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up. Verse 11. Sorry, 2 Thessalonians. Sorry, please. Sorry, sorry. 2 Thessalonians. Thank you. Chapter 1, verse 11. He said, Wherefore also we pray always for you that God will count you worthy of which calling? This calling. What's the calling? The calling to make what? Disciples. Right? And fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. So it means that my life is not just about myself. It must not revolve around me. It must revolve around what? The assignment. Next verse. That the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified where? Oh, come on. I can't hear you. In where? In you. 
according and I in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. If all that I have preached mean, meant, all, meant anything to you, if it means anything to you, I want you to open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth, open to that scripture. Put your hand, your name in it. Uh, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, I pray, uh, oh, that you will count me worthy of this calling. Uh, oh, and fulfill the God, uh, will be glorified. Uh, oh, in my life, uh, even as I pursue, uh, oh, discipleship, uh, oh, even as I pursue being a disciple of the Lord Jesus, uh, he has not called you to be a Christian, uh, he has called you to be a disciple. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, open your mouth and pray. Oh, makapata shataka yala bahutasa. E makabaruta kasatu lamande. E lebreke breke vrebeke de bosusto lobontaya. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray, O God, that you will count me worthy of this calling. You will count me worthy of this calling. Oh, that you have called me into her. I pray that you will fulfill all the good pleasure of your goodness and the work of your faith. Oh, with, with the work of faith, with power in my life. I pray that the name of my Lord Jesus Christ uh, will be glorified in me uh, and I in him uh, according to the grace of our God uh, and the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in the name of Jesus uh, I pray uh, oh, that God will count me. Uh, Father you will count me worthy uh, of this calling. Uh, you will count me worthy of this calling uh, and fulfill uh, all the good pleasure of your goodness uh, and the work of faith uh, with power in the name of Jesus, e kapata sapataya, embla vraba kwarada bosoto paya, inga bagrene no sopadaya. I commit myself, oh, to be a lifelong with myself, to discipline, oh, to spiritual discipline. In the name of Jesus, oh, that I might fulfill the good pleasure of Your will in my life. Life is not all about myself. It's about him. It's about his mandate upon my life. Kalabo shatakaya. Sombre trefepa. Listen to me. In Jesus' name. Listen to me. When we start to take our role as disciples more serious, we will see some of the greatest miracles that we have ever thought of. That we have ever thought of. Jesus asked his disciples, when I sent you out, I told you don't go with anything. He said, did you lack anything? They said, Master, we lacked nothing. Which means that they were fully provided for. They saw miracles and miracles and miracles of provisions by the one that sent them. The greatest miracles they saw. The Bible said when they came back, they came back rejoicing. 
He said, the devils were subject to us in thy name. Until you begin to follow and begin to walk like a disciple, you will not see these things. But these things are yours to experience. One minute, you are going to pray. Father, take me higher. Take me higher. I'm ready. Take me higher. Take me higher. I can't hear your voice. Come on, open your mouth and pray. Pray like someone that means it. Pray like someone that desires it. Oh, pray like someone that desires it. Oh, 30 more seconds. Come on, pray. Father, take me higher. Take me higher. Take me higher. Kabato Satala Bahaya. Inka Bere de Kosotora. Ribrazretefemo Satala. Igabon de Koshapata. Sumanonke Palabaya. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Lift up your hands and thank Him as you have your seats. God bless you. Hallelujah. Let's just give God praise and thank Him for His word this morning. Thank you, Father. We give you glory and praise. Amen. If you give you your tithe this morning, uh, please you can be on your feet or if you are transferred, the ushers will assist you with the yellow envelope if you're giving your tithe. And if you are transferred to the church account, uh, please be on your feet as we take our prayers together. Glory to his name. Father, we give you praise and glory. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I profess this day to you that I've come into the inheritance which you sought to give me. I'm in the land which you have provided for me in Jesus Christ, the kingdom of the Almighty God. I call upon the name of Jesus, and you heard my cry and delivered me from the power of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of your dear son. And now you have made me your righteousness. Jesus. I bring the first fruit of my income to you and I worship and honor you with them. 